ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling Podcast. On today's episode, I want to share with you guys some of my favorite resources for the toddler and preschool years. Um, so this is just going to be a fun, super practical episode for those of you who are in this season, might be coming up on this season, maybe you have a grandbaby in this season, but these are just some things that I have found that have helped make life go more smoothly. I'm going to share some some of my favorite resources kind of in different categories. And then at the end, I will kind of share different aspects of life that these have been a blessing to me in. So, you know, there are so many resources out there, so many ads and and toys and things that just scream by me. Your kids will be so much happier if you do. And I've kind of been in this season, especially with our move coming, but just in general, I, I'm finding myself becoming more of a minimalist. Simeon laughs at me all the time. I love to purge. Like it, it just, I don't know, like every day something needs to be purged from our home. Um, and he much rather me overhaul the kids toys than all of his old t-shirts from high school. So anyway, I think I've almost worked my way through all of those, but he might be hanging on to one or two. But anyway, so I've really been trying to scale down just kids have too many toys, way too many toys, so many toys that my kids just don't even play with. They just get thrown on the floor and then that's where they sit until I come behind and clean it all up. And one, I just, I don't have the time or the desire to spend my time picking up a bunch of toys that aren't wanted, aren't really played with. Two, the practical thing is that toys and resources cost money, and we want to be wise stewards of our funds. We can't buy limitless stuff for our kids. Our kids don't need that much stuff. We're trying to be very purposeful with what we invest in. Some of these resources I'm going to share aren't cheap resources, but because we don't buy so much, for example, at Christmas, because we don't just fill the present with tons and tons of toys, we can invest in in a little more expensive resources that that they will use and they will get so much more use and and enjoyment out of. Um so I just want to go through several different categories of resources that have been such a blessing in our home as we've tried to scale back. And you know, I found you would think that like if you start taking away some of these toys and entertainment things for your kids that they would be bored. Like the less they have, the more bored they will be. I've actually found the opposite to be true. The less my kids have, it's almost like they don't get so overstimulated. When my kids have a ton of stuff, they just kind of go from thing to thing, dump it on the floor, and then go and dump the next thing on the floor, and then go in the next room and dump that on the floor. Whereas if I have fewer things, and I'm learning to keep things very organized and separated. So we have a dress-up area in our house. We have a, a little play kitchen with the kitchen stuff. We have a book area. They do have toys in their bedroom. Um, really, 
their their toy toys are in their individual bedrooms um out we kind of have like a play area in our living room and that's pretty much just devoted to books dress up and um we do have a toy box with little people in it and then the kitchen and then on the other side of the living room we have a huge living room um it's kind of like my homeschool corner and over there, I have some of our like arts and crafts resources, some of those kind of things. But I've tried to keep them kind of separated and and really scale back on the number of things that we have. And I found it actually helps them stay engaged in something longer. And I'm trying to teach them, hey, if we are looking at books, we're going to look at books. And when you're done with the books, put the books back on the shelf, and then we'll transition to Play-Doh. And when we're done with the Play-Doh, we're going to clean it up and transition to the next thing. It helps my sanity, so I don't have to go through and say, oh my goodness, there's everything out. And that still happens quite often. Um, but, but my goal is just kind of moving from one thing to the next, having almost different like stations through our house of things to play with. And you know, a lot of our day happens in the main areas of the house, in our school corner, in our play corner, but that makes the toys in their bedrooms kind of even more special, That especially Eden. She's almost five. She kind of likes to have alone playtime sometimes where she just gets out her Legos in her bedroom or plays with you know her dolls, and it makes it even more special that it's kind of something that is for her in her room, and it's not something that is constantly out in just the mix of a toy box that's jumbled with everything under the sun. Um, So I just, again, in this idea of kind of scaling down to things that my kids really enjoy and really spend their time with and things that I've just found as I've been going through these preschool years, stuff that I just really want to invest in. um, This is kind of what I've landed on. And and I really, none of this... Like, all of these resources are very open-ended, are very um, engaging. It's not just um, kind of like a toy that does one thing or that that is not a very creative type um, item. Um, I, I try to keep our resources just very engaging, very um, creative opportunities, just things that you can do more than one specific thing with. And I found that to be great in our home. So I'm going to start with educational resources. I'm going to touch on educational, arts and crafts, some Bible resources, audio resources, and toy resources. I know that's five areas. I'm going to try to keep this episode shorter, so I'm going to go quick, buckle in, hang in there with me. This, All of this content I will link to a blog post that I shared all of these resources with links on where you can find them if you find that these are things that you would like to invest in in your home. Um, And the holidays are coming up in the next couple months, so these are great things to ask for from grandparents, from family. And one other thing I want to throw in here before I jump into my list of resources that isn't here, but something else that we have found that we love asking, especially from the grandparents, Instead of just more stuff, more toys that are going to get played with for a week at best and then collect dust and 
cause me to trip over them all the time is um, like like passes or experience things. Like um, last year, my mother-in-law got my son, actually got our whole family a zoo pass. And that has been the gift that just keeps giving. We've had a year of such fun zoo trips. Um, you know, we we live near Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, so we've gotten a Dollywood pass. Um, this year, actually, my son's birthday, well, by the time this episode comes out, I'm recording in advance. So by the time this episode comes out, he will have already had his birthday. And my in-laws are actually getting us tickets to go to this, like, pirate dinner theater show. It's, it's a family-friendly pirate thing. Um, but my son's obsessed with pirates. So And I, and I told my mother-in-law, I was like, he doesn't really need toys. We're moving. We're trying to scale down. But he would love the memory of this experience with you guys. So we're all going to go as a family. So those are really good things as you're, maybe if your wheels are turning, kind of thinking about the holidays in the next couple months and trying to maybe find some ways that you don't have to be the one to invest in all these resources, some things to ask for from family and friends for your kids. So passes, things like that are great and experiences. But these are some of my favorite resources. So educational resources. I have to start with this one because it has revolutionized our home, and that is Usborne Books. Um, Usborne Books is kind of like a consultant book, like kid book sale thing. I am not an Usborne consultant. If you're looking for one, I do have a girl that's childhood best friend, and she sells books. So we've gotten some from her. But these books, these these are like books on a whole new level. We love all books, and I love I love the classic books, and and we do so many read alouds. But as far as like educational resources, Usborne books have taught my kids, have taught me and Simeon so much as we've read them. There is every topic you could think of under the sun. Usborne probably has a book to address. Um, They're so engaging, so interactive, so beautiful. Um, My kids love the lift the flaps, and Usborne is great. They have flaps under flaps and just so many different things. You, You can get on YouTube and just go down the rabbit hole of watching videos of them, of ladies showing some of these books. Um, but they're just, they've, they've really changed our home. My kids love books, and we always had a love for books, but Osborne books have taken it to a whole new level. Um, my daughter, my oldest, doesn't nap anymore, but we still stress having a quiet time while the other two nap. Mommy needs that quiet time. Um, and so because she doesn't nap, I need to give her something to keep her engaged and doing something if I want that time for me during the day. Um, and these books have, have done that for us. She will sit there... I mean, an hour or more just flipping through these. She can't read yet, but they're they're so interactive with the flaps and different activity books and things that she just loves these. Um, They are an investment. They are a little more expensive than if you just kind of went to a bookstore and just bought a normal book, but they have been so worthwhile for our family. So many of my Usborne books, like literally, we have hundreds of dollars of Usborne books that we have gotten for free um, from hosting parties. So if that's your thing, that's been one way that has blessed our family to get some of them free. Um, one year, actually last year for Knox's birthday, I knew he didn't need toys, but he was falling in love with books. So I actually kind of hosted a party and had family members. I made a little wish list of books that he wanted, and I had family members buy off the wish list, which got him presents that he really wanted, and to this day, 
cherishes, but it also wound up getting me reward points, so I got free books. Anyway, there, there's ways to get around kind of the expense of this, um, but but it's so worthwhile. Even if you pay full price, it is so worthwhile. We use so many Usborne books in our homeschooling. Um, we are studying on the Savannah right now. That's our unit. And they have, Usborne has this really cool book about the Savannah and it's a pop-up book and it's beautiful. And it, it's just the perfect book to use during this unit study. Um, so just the, I mean, we have books on space and the ocean and geography and the woods and animal homes and beehives and just, I mean, endless, endless options. Um, but we have, we have just loved our Usborne books. They also have some activity books. Um, they have like sticker books. They have kind of like little painting books, um, fingerprint books. They have like kind of like dry erase cards with numbers and alphabet and activities that you can use. Um, just so, so many options that have just been great for our family. Um, the next educational resource that I will mention is our counting bears. So I, I've linked this in the show notes. You can find these on Amazon. But it's five different color cups. And then there are ten bears for every color um, that go in this little set. And we love these. We use them um, to help us learn to count. We use it to learn our colors. We do patterns with them. Eden's learning adding and subtracting right now. So we use those to help us with that. She's doing some story problems. So we use the bears as we kind of, you know, count things out, adding or subtracting in story problems. Um, they're just great. My son, so Knox is three, um, but they're really nice. Like when I'm working with Eden on her school, doing some of her worksheet work, Knox loves to sit there and make rainbows with the bears or separate them into colors or make his little patterns. It's just been something that's been super awesome to have, especially for those toddler years. Um, we just, we, we love our counting bears. Another resource is the Brain Quest question cards. Um, so you'll see a picture of these if you look at the blog. You can look again on Amazon. But it's like a set of flashcards that are stuck together and each rectangular card has three little sections that ask all kinds of questions. You can find these for all ages, all grades. Um, we have, I think we have like a three-year-old set and then like a four or five-year-old set. But you know, it may, it may have, you know, like a couple pieces of fruit and then a vegetable and say, which one is the vegetable? Or, you know, um, there was a picture, we did one the other day and there was a picture of mop, of a mop. And then underneath it only had the word or the letters O and P. So it said, what letter is missing to complete what the word that describes this picture? And of course you needed an M or it would be a picture of a little bear dressed in his coat with snowflakes. What season is it? Um, you know, might have a calendar. What month comes after January? So, so many different just kind of questions. And again, I have the preschool ones. Those are some of the like preschool age questions. But you can get these third, fourth, fifth grade. Um, so these are really fun just to flip through these together. A really nice thing to take when we travel. Um, just something small, easy to slip in somewhere and to go through those. So those are some of my favorite educational resources. Let's transition to arts and crafts. So there are several different resources here. Um, Melissa and Doug, I, I love lots of stuff from Melissa and Doug. Um, but they have like a scissor skills book. They have like a tape skills book. Um, those are really fun. They have water wows, which are awesome. So it's like a cardboard book type thing that usually has five or six little um, 
almost like coloring pages, but your pen, you fill it with, it's like a paintbrush pen, and you fill it with water, and then as you color on the page, the color appears. So there's no ink, no crayons, no pencils. It's just this water pen that makes the colors in the picture appear. So that one has been huge. I keep those in the diaper bag. Um, we use those when we're waiting at restaurants. I take those when, you know, Eden sits with us in church. They're not messy. They're easy to carry around. Really like the Melissa and Doug water wells. Um, we like the little dot activities where you can get the coloring pages that kind of have the dots on them, and then you can get the dot markers. Those are fun, um, especially with Knox kind of helping with his coordination. Um, we love Play-Doh. You can't go wrong with Play-Doh. Um, I mean, I guess I have to set some guidelines. My kids love to, like, mash all the colors together and then get all kinds of nastiness stuck in the Play-Doh. So, I like fresh cans of Play-Doh. After a while, <laughs> I have to replace because I get a little grossed out. And we try to stress not to mix the colors. But but we have so much fun with Play-Doh. For Christmas last year, I got them this Creative Creatures Play-Doh set. So, it's almost kind of like Mr. Potato Head body parts that you can stick into Play-Doh. So, that's been so fun. Eyeballs, arms, noses, mustaches. Knox is obsessed with mustaches. Like, he thinks that the best thing that he can do with his life is to grow up and be a daddy with a mustache. Like, that's what he wants to be when he grows up is a daddy with a mustache. But he loves putting the mustaches on his little, his Play-Doh creations. Um, some of the eyes that are in that are kind of like alien eyes, but he doesn't fully grasp that. He thinks they're snail eyes. So he loves to make like snails and slugs with his Play-Doh and put the eyeballs in. Um, so that's fun. We love to paint. Um... Melissa and Doug has these really awesome paintbrushes that are easy for the kids to hold. They're, they're thicker and kind of have a knob that is really good for their hands to grab. So we love to paint. Um, I have these alphabet Play-Doh mats. So it's basically kind of like a bubble letter alphabet letter. Um, and I just had them laminated, and we use those to use Play-Doh to form the letters. So that's been something really fun. So those are some arts and crafts resources. Let's move on to Bible resources. Um, there's so, so many Bible resources that I could put here. Honestly, I really want to do an episode just devoted to Bible resources, but just a couple that I've listed here. One is our Sing Unto the Lord songbook. So this is from a Becca book, and it, it is, it's just kind of like a songbook for this younger age group. It has hymns of the faith, but it also has just like little kid Bible songs. Um, there was a song about the disciples. So the kids learned all the disciples, the 12 disciples. We're currently working on learning the books of the Old Testament by song. So I've, I've just really liked that book. I had a hymnal and I, and I still use my hymnal often, but it's kind of nice having this song book because it has a mix of both. So I'm able to just kind of have one book and both options. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, another resource, this one's from Masterbooks. It's a book series called Big Thoughts for Little Thinkers. Um, it's a four book series and one book is on the scriptures, one the trinity, one is called the mission, and one is called the gospel. So basically these take um, kind of deep doctrinal things and present it in a way that's easy for kids to understand and that's easy for parents to use as kind of a launch point to talk to their kids about these things. Because Eden's asked us before, you know, how can God be 
three three people in one. You know, how do you explain the Trinity to a four-year-old? Um, sometimes as parents, like, we, we kind of understand it for us, but to, to our kids to try to formulate the words, it's like, I don't know, just believe what the Bible says. You know, but, but that's not a good enough answer, especially if your daughter's like mine or your child's like mine. She wanted a better answer. Um, so these books just help you kind of navigate through talking about some of these doctrinal things. They provide lots of scripture references. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember. If they actually list the scripture in the book, it's more than likely not KJV, just heads up whatever whatever scripture you use if you use KJV. Um, not all of Master Books resources are KJV, but that's fine. We just use our Bible. Um, honestly, I, I like having my Bible out when I'm teaching them Bible things anyway, because I don't want them to say, hey, mommy said that this is what God said, or this book said this is what God said. I like to use the book as a tool but say, hey, let's look at scripture, and this is what God said straight from his word. Um, so those that's a really good little series to help with some of those deep topics that you're kind of like, I'm not really sure how to answer your question. Um, so let's move on to audio resources. So we love audiobooks. We are kind of new to doing audiobooks um, just because my kids are just kind of now getting to an age where they can kind of like track with a whole book on audio version. Um, but we just recently listened to Charlotte's Web on audio, and they loved that. Every pig that we've seen since listening to that is, oh, look, there's Wilbur. Um, so that was so much fun. And we listened to it in the car. So it was it was kind of a great thing. You know, I mean, Simeon and I weren't like intently listening to it and we kind of know the story, but we were all kind of able to engage as a family and laugh together and talk about it together. Um, so that's something, that's a resource that I'm going to be utilizing much more is audiobooks. And the Charlotte's Web one came from our library. There's so many free resources at the library that you can use for that. Um, so that's great. And another audio resource that we love at this stage is Patch the Pirate. My kids are obsessed with Patch the Pirate. I mentioned earlier that Knox is obsessed with pirates. It is because of Patch the Pirate. He has no concept that real pirates were bad people <laughs> and did bad things. He thinks that all pirates are good guys who love the Lord and who sail on the Jolly Roger and spread truth. And hey, I'm all for it. Like, you want to be a pirate like Captain Patch? You you be a bearer of truth, Knox. And um, so so he's just, he's he's so excited. He just wants to be a captain when he grows up. Cute story. You know, they on this on the CDs, they talk about Captain Patch. And my sister-in-law got Knox superhero costumes for his birthday last year. And there there was Captain America one. And he put it on. I was like, oh, look, you're Captain America. So he started going, arr, I'm a pirate. I'm Captain America. Because he thought, because he was Captain America, that he was a pirate on the Jolly Roger. So it was so cute. So anyway, every time he puts on his Captain America outfit, he's like, arr. Um, but it's just, we, we love Patch the Pirate. That has been an awesome way to get truth into our kids' hearts. When we were traveling on deputation all the time, that's when we really started building our Patch the Pirate collection. Again, this was another thing that we asked for from family members for Christmas. It made a great stocking stuffer um, is is Patch the Pirate CDs. Just to, to get these um, godly character traits, um, these scripture songs and emphasis on, on God's word and the Bible and to have wholesome stories that we were comfortable with them listening to. That was such a blessing as we traveled, but also now as we've kind of been in the season of being home more, we actually have a Bluetooth speaker um, in my daughter's room. We have like a Google Home in our living room and I utilize the often to cast 
patch the pirate CDs. So if they're, you know, if they're in Eden's bedroom playing, hey, I'm going to turn on the patch pirate CD. And while they're playing, they're also in there, you know, singing my trusty sword and, you know, just learning things about the Lord. Um, so I've loved utilizing that. Moving on to some of our favorite toy resources. This is where I'm going to kind of wrap up my resources and then just give you a quick application of how these have helped our home. But toy resources, I mentioned our dress-up clothes toy box earlier. That, our dress-up clothes has been one of the best investments. Um, Other than the books that we've invested in, I think second to that would be our dress-up clothes. We have a whole toy box that is completely designated to dress up stuff. My kids literally wear dress up clothes pretty much like all day long. Every single time they have friends over, almost immediately their friends run to the dress up chest and then all the kids are dressed up. I have so many pictures of our friends coming over and all my girls are princesses and the boys are knights or pirates or astronauts and it's so much fun. That is something that I was like, hey, they are going to this every single day playing with this. And so that's something that I want to invest in. I know that costumes can be expensive, especially Disney costumes. They can be outrageous. Um, but we've we found some cheap ways to get them. Um, I We have some consignment sales um, in here in Knoxville. And I, I just got Eden a beautiful like brand new looking Disney Rapunzel costume for $5. I got her this ballerina. I don't, I don't, it's not really even a costume. It's actually like a legit ballerina tutu. It is the cutest thing ever. Um, but I got her that for $5. Um, I got Knox some different ones. So I've, I've been able to do that. Um, also last year I noticed around Halloween time, we don't, we don't do Halloween, but at, at Halloween at Cracker Barrel, they had costume, like quality costumes. And that's another thing. Sometimes it's really hard. Like at Walmart, the quality of the costume is just terrible, but Cracker Barrel had quality costumes for like 20 bucks, which considering what some other costumes are, I didn't really feel that that was too too outrageous based on the quality. Um, so we got a couple of those. I try to keep an eye out kind of after Halloween for costumes that go on sale. We don't do any of the like weird, scary, nasty ones. Um, but you know, the princesses and all of that, um, I've kind of invested in them that way. Again, birthday, Christmas, those are great things to ask for. Um, our kids have just loved the costumes. And honestly, I love the costume stage. Knox has this Spider-Man costume that is his favorite right now. And the chest has like those like puffy muscles. And <laughs> he's just so cute. He's, he's so proud of those muscles. And anyway, it's, I, I just, I eat up this dress up stage. Ivy. So Ivy's like 14 months. She's getting into dress up clothes a little bit, I think just because her siblings are so much and they just get tickled to death when Ivy gets dressed up. Um, so, so at the consignment sale recently, I got Knox this, I, I guess I'm, I'm not super well versed in Star Wars, but I guess it's, um, BB-8 costume. Um, he has no idea what that is. They've never seen Star Wars. Um, but he calls it his robot costume, but it fits, well, I mean, it kind of fits Ivy, but it's so cute. It's got this little like hat and then this round, fluffy, like, orb-looking suits, things she puts on, and oh, they just laugh, and she laughs, and so it's so cute. I love the dress-up stage. But moving on, 
our, our my next favorite toy resource would be magnetiles. So these are just like little square magnetic tiles that you can build with that connect together. So it's kind of like a Lego concept, but much bigger. Um, my kids play with these nonstop. Like, I think we could get rid of all of our toys and just keep the magnetiles and they'd be fine. Um, Simeon and I love to play with magnetiles too. Sometimes we have magnetile competitions where it's Simeon and Knox on a team and me and Eden on a team. And so we both like, we have this competition of like which team can build the best magnetile structure. Those are fun. Um, recently we went on a vacation with my family so my youngest brother is 14 and my stepbrother is eight, almost nine. Um, but even them, they spent like two hours on the floor playing magnetiles with my littles and, and they had like, they had a blast. My stepbrother Conrad, he would definitely say he had a blast. I don't know that Justice would say that he, ha- he, I don't know that he would admit to having a blast, but he did have fun and he made some really, really cool stuff. So those are fun. Again, those can be expensive, but most of our magnetiles I got last year around like Black Friday kind of Christmas season. And I don't think I paid full price for any of the sets that we got. Again, even not at full price, they're still not cheap, Um, but it has been a worthwhile investment. That is a toy that I don't think they're going to grow out anytime, grow out of anytime soon. Um, It just, there's so many creative possibilities that I really foresee them playing with these for years into the future. And it's a very durable toy, so I'm very confident that we'll be able to pass that down to more kids that we have. Um, so that we, we've, we've loved playing with magnetiles. There are a lot of different, um, brands. I know there's like Picasso tiles. There's some brands that are cheaper. Um, you just have to do your research into that. I, I rather invest a little more in a, in the quality of the product that I know I'm not going to have to replace. Like I want these to last to my grandkids. Um, and I really felt comfortable with the Magnetile brand. The only thing that I would warn you is to try, like pick a brand and stick with it. You probably don't want to intermix because I've heard some people say that like this brand doesn't magnetize to this brand as well and different things like that. Um, but also, so I know these are the rage right now, but these bubble sensory like fidget toys that have the, just the little like bubble things that pop back and forth. My mother-in-law recently got one for each of my kids and they love them. Even Ivy will sit with her little finger and like pop the bubbles back and forth. So that's been a fun toy to have in the car. Um, you know, for times that I need them to be quiet and distracted, these little fidget bubble toy things have been super awesome. And then games. Our kids really like playing games. Eden really, really likes playing games. Knox is just now starting to kind of have enough of an understanding that he can kind of join in. But we love games. And I I listed a couple in the blog post, some of our favorites. Uh, We like Sneaky Snacky Squirrel. We have a cupcake game. Candyland, of course, is a traditional classic. Um, Eden really likes to play Uno. We've taught her how to play that. So that one's fun. Um, Then there's a million different matching games out there. We have the Disney one. So that's fun. Um, Eden really likes Guess Who. And something that I recently just found on Etsy is you can find um, like different things that you can replace for the people in the Guess Who. For example, um, here in the next month or so, we're going to be studying North American birds for school. And you can actually get 
like little cards to slip into the guess who that are North American birds. So I think I'm going to do that. And so as we learn about these birds, we can kind of play the guess who game with the birds. I've also seen there's like ocean animals, just several different things that you can replace in the guess who game that I thought like that's a really cool way to learn something and have fun at the same time. But these are some of my favorite resources. Now, obviously, through listening, we use these almost on a daily basis in our home, just in our normal learning and play and time together. Um, but these have also been great as as we travel to take in the car on long road trips. These help keep the kids entertained. Um, you know, we when we were in the thick of deputation, we were spending hours in the car and someone actually offered to give us a DVD player. But I knew that if I crossed that bridge, there was just going to be no return from it. And so I didn't want my kids, I really didn't want them just whining for TV every time we got in the car. But they also couldn't just sit for eight hours, which I mean, it's hard for me to sit for eight hours. I want a distraction too. So that's where a lot of this kind of analysis of the toys that we have and looking for things that would really engage them and that they would enjoy long-term started kind of evolving. Um, and so many of these resources have kept them entertained for hours in the car. That's been a huge help. I mentioned earlier in restaurants, I try to throw some of these in the diaper bag so that when we're waiting and kids are antsy, you know, especially again, as we were traveling on Sunday afternoons, pastors would take us out to eat. And, you know, my kids were tired and hungry and I needed them to allow me to somewhat converse while we were waiting for food. So some of these resources were great to have. And then also these have been great as we've, especially Eden, as we've been transitioning her into sitting in church with us sometimes, um, kind of out of the nursery. These different things have been awesome. I just have a little backpack for her. We call it her activity bag. We've thrown an assortment of these different resources in there, and that's been so helpful. Usually, we always have some Usborne books in there. We love our water wows. Um, you know, just the the new little bubble sensory toy things. Some of those things that are quiet that she can do to kind of keep her occupied um, and, and listening, even though basically keeping her hands busy so that she's not just mom, 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 is it over yet? Um, and it has been very effective at that. Um, so these are just some of my favorite resources for the toddler preschool years. I'd love to hear what your favorite resources are. So feel free to message me or comment on some of the social media posts I'll do about this. I'd love to hear what has been a blessing to your family. But, um, just wanted to put this kind of fun episode out there, give you some ideas. Again, I know that we are, you know, a couple months away from the holidays, but it will be here before you know it. And so just giving you some ideas as you're thinking towards maybe some things to ask for your kids for Christmas, um, just to find things that will really engage them, will challenge their minds, will stir their creativity, and that will just help you as a mama be able to get dinner on the table without always having to utilize Mickey Mouse, engaging in some of these other things that will help keep them entertained and mentally engaged. Um, So I hope this episode was helpful. And again, I'd love to hear what your favorite resources are for this age. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.